0: from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by the Jade Warshaw this hour, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Ring us up, we'll talk about whatever's going on with your life and your money. And Jade, it was a fun week last week, pre-launching my new book, Breaking Free from Broke. Thank you to the thousands who... uh, have already pre-purchased to get all the bonus items. You get audiobook, ebook, uh, access to my new talk, three months of every dollar. There's so much in there. I forget how much.
1: That's a lot. I, look, there's no reason that you shouldn't pre-order this book today with a hundred dollars in free bonus items. Like it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a
0: win-win. This is like total money makeover meets complete guide to money meets the fine print and borrowed future meets my YouTube channel. Oh, a lot I love of information. That. It's eye-opening. It's motivating. A lot of humor, mm-hmm. empathy, snark, and research. So you're gonna love it. I guarantee it. There you go. Right. Go check it out. RamseySolutions.com slash store and get your copy. All right, let's go to Lydia out in St. Paul, Minnesota. What's going on, Lydia?
2: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? So I want some advice on a one-year game plan. Um, we have some credit card debt. It's about 9000 My husband and I are moving, so he can go back to school and he won't bring in some income, at least during the school year. So I want we want to figure out how can we eliminate most of this credit card debt. I do have a little bit of student loans as well um, in the next year.
0: How are you paying for school?
2: So it's actually seminary. And um, the way it works, we're Orthodox. The way it works is that we go under our archdiocese. And so um, they will be paying for all the seminarians.
0: Okay. okay. So no cost to you guys.
1: What about the student loans that you have now? How many, how much is that?
2: Yeah, I have 30 K on student loans. Okay.
0: Any other debt?
2: And then credit card debt is 9,000.
0: Okay. And is he able to work at all outside of school?
2: Um, probably during the summer. I know that they have connections for the, the seminarians
0: during but the is summer. But is he break. taking classes 40 hours a week with no time to take a part-time job yeah. on top of that? Yeah. Yep. And are you working outside mm-hmm.
2: of the home? Um, no, I work, I'm a work-from-home mom, so we don't worry about child care. I have a flexible schedule, and I'll be able to keep my job.
1: What were your What will your income be?
2: Right now, I'm making $3,000, um, but... It will probably go up in the next six months. Probably double, because of what? I'll be able to go full time. Ah, okay, great.
0: And is that your take-home pay yeah. per month?
2: So I'm at 10.99. Um, so I do have to account for taxes.
0: Oh boy.
1: After yeah. after taxes, yeah. what would you um, estimate it to be
2: when you get there? When you go full time? <laughs> I don't even know yet. Okay.
0: My Um, guess is you're looking at probably closer to twenty two hundred take home. Yeah, is that enough for you guys to live?
2: So, seminary is being Orthodox. It's uh, it's literally giving up everything to go. It's not like normal Protestant seminary. It's truly giving up everything, and so they're not not covering
0: your your housing or anything, right?
2: They have married housing,
0: so you're not needing to pay rent or anything.
2: We will, but where we're going, it's a lot cheaper than where we are now. When does that start? In a year.
1: Okay. So let me just make sure I get a whole idea of this. He doesn't start this for one year, so you're wanting to pay off as much debt as possible so that when you get to this seminary time, you have less debt. Yeah. And then how long does seminary last? Three years.
0: And what does and he, he make now? Uh, not much. What's he doing? what I
2: make. Everything that he possibly can. He graduated a year ago from his undergraduate, and um, it's been very hard for him to find something that... Well, what was his ungr- undergrad in? <laughs> History. Oh, boy. Yeah. So what and was so he doing, we teaching? About going, no, no, no. We thought about waiting about five years. that way he could find some work but it has been very very hard and so one day we were like maybe we should just go earlier and so we've spoken with a lot of people and they said before you have more kids before you have to you know think about other things educating your kids and all that maybe go look i disagree
1: i'm I'm gonna be honest with you i think i disagree i think that um you guys have a mess that needs to be cleaned up almost forty thousand dollars of debt and you guys have not figured out how to make an income as a couple yet. And I think that you need to figure that out for a couple of reasons. A, when you enter life as an adult and you get your big girl and big boy job, and you're like, you know what? Okay, I've established my value in the market as far as what people will pay me to do a job. There's a certain level of confidence that comes along with that. And I think. Going from that into seminary is going to make you guys feel far more confident going forward, as opposed to it kind of being like, well, he wasn't able to get a job. Let's just go ahead and try seminary. And then it puts you up against this clock of, okay, we have one year. And then because what happens if you don't pay off the debt in a year? Because on twenty two hundred dollars a month, that's going to be very difficult. Mm hmm. And so that's, I mean, you called us, that's my two cents. I, I understand you said you have a lot of other folks giving you some other advice, but if it were me, there doesn't seem to be any reason for him to quickly go into a season of not making income for three years.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. just me.
1: Yeah. What is the yeah.
0: purpose of him going to seminary? Where did this come from? To become a priest. But where where, and why and when did this all happen that he feels called to this?
2: Uh. The first day I met him, I knew that he was going to pursue seminary. Okay. So we've always had that on our timeline, and we got married in college. We've lived, you know, we've lived in his parents' house. We've been able to be in our own place for a year. I mean, we've lived incredibly frugally and humbly, um, trying to get through school and being married and also bringing in a baby in our first-year marriage. So we're used to the lifestyle, um, of living pretty humbly. I just
0: don't want the next three years of your life to be living hell and stress mm-hmm. because there's not enough income coming in. He's trying to get through school. He's feeling the pinch. You're trying to take on the burden of running this household financially and physically, mm-hmm. and that's going to take a toll on the marriage. So as, as anything you can do to pay off this debt before you start seminary is going to set you up for success. Cause the truth is dreams mm-hmm. take sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so if he really wants this dream, he has this dream of being a priest he better work 80 hours a week for the next year if he's serious about this dream.
1: And can I ask a question? What does a priest make? Do you, like, what what type of salary? Or is there a salary?
2: It depends. Um, it depends on what the parish that you're assigned to. Well, what would you explore. expect I mean, it, it if you had to guess? I would say... I don't know. Sounds I mean, like I really don't look. Know the I really want you guys.
1: I really want you guys to research this further before you decide that in the next three to four years you're not going to have an income.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we we've got to do some homework here before we take this next step. But I'm doing everything I can. I'm pausing this dream until we get this debt paid off and get a good financial footing under us. Thanks for the call, Lydia. This is the Ramsey Show.
3: Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591
4: MLSConsumerAccess.org. Equal Housing Lender. 1749 Mallory Lane Suite 100. Brent Winton Three seven zero two
0: seven. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Well, Jade, about four thousand people sent me this article. Our team was buzzing about it. This was big news last week. Yes, it was. Here's the headline: Into It to Close Mint and Migrate Users to Credit Karma. Ooh! But budgeting app Mint will be killed off on the 1st of January with users invited to migrate their data to Credit Karma. Ooh, how inviting that I sounds. never would. Give me your data. That's what <sighs> it feels like. Gross. Last year, the Mint team was integrated into Credit Karma as Intuit looks to combine the former's money management products with the latter's technology and product ecosystem. Let me tell you what their product ecosystem is, by the way. It's debt. Uh Uh-huh. That's their entire business model is luring you into different loan products, credit card products, and debt products. So uh, don't fall for it.
1: Credit Karma has never been a budgeting platform,
0: ever. Everyone uses it to keep up with their credit score,
1: Mm. which
0: is a waste of brain calories in my book. Help
1: me understand.
0: Okay. So yeah, they go on to say Credit Karma will use customer data to do things like suggest people use a different credit card to maximize their rewards opportunities or flag when they're about to be in a cash crunch that's sad Uh, yeah that's not budgeting by the way and so what they're moving people to is not a budgeting app at all no that's right it's just
1: really a way to monitor how quickly you're going into debt it ends with (laughs)
0: however users will no longer have the ability to set monthly and category budgets instead getting a simplified way quote for you to build awareness of your spending and track your savings hold up
1: hold up what does that mean what it means is that we have a solution for these people because this right here is not a solution At all.
0: No. So what's the solution, George? Well, we have a world-class budgeting app that does the one thing you want it to do, which is make a plan for your money. Ahead of time, by the way. Not just tracking the mistakes you made last month and how much you did in DoorDash. That's right. But actually making a plan for your money. And we've got millions of people that have used every dollar to get that financial peace, get that confidence for where their money's going. And that's the crux of our entire plan.
1: That's right. And we won't sell their information...
0: And we won't sell you debt. That's And for we sure. won't
1: sell them debt. And we'll give them, here's what I, I'll be honest. Back in the day, back in 2015 or so, I downloaded Mint Thinking, okay, I need a budget. I'll try this one. What it wasn't why I didn't like it is because if you're trying to get out of debt, if you're trying to save money, if you're trying to build wealth for the very first time, you need education. Like you need guidance. You need something there helping you, knowing what the next step is. Okay, I have this option or this option. What should I do? And one of the things I love about every dollar is there's that guidance built in that's always kind of pushing you in a direction. It's connected to Ramsey. So it's always teaching you our principles, really. So it's it's more than just a budget. It's like a free education, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah.
0: So for the 4 million Mint users, if you're listening to this, I want to let you know we welcome you with open arms over to Every Dollar. And lucky for you, I'm doing a free training this Friday, November 10th, 12:30 Eastern Time, 11:30 Central Time, showing you how to break the paycheck to paycheck cycle showing you how to create margin in your finances using every dollar for an hour we're going to sit there answer your questions show you how it wow. works to build your first budget we're going to make it easy on you just go to everydollar.com budgeting to sign up for the webinar it's completely free and uh, you get to hang out with me if that's something you choose to do
1: like that.
0: There you go. Another thing going on, Jade, is uh in the Ramsey Solutions store. Very exciting. Ooh. We've got some awesome gifts for Christmas during our $12 sale, including best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, and Own Your Past, Change Your Future, just 12 bucks each. And some of those uh questions for humans conversations cards. Those are fun. I love those. Fun gifts. 10 bucks right now you can go to as low as so mm-hmm. plus we've got the christmas edition of questions for humans that's back and these love sold that. out quick last year so go check out everything on sale at the ramsey solutions store just go to dot com slash store it's a one-stop shop for all your christmas shopping love that easy skip the socks get them a, a total money makeover book there you go
1: when you said skip the stock socks i thought you were talking about the stockings and i was about to be like oh wait a no second, we can't skip second. the stockings that's yeah because these are great stocking tradition. stuffers
0: that's true. If the book fits. Stuff it. There we go. All right, let's get to the phones. Kalen joins us in Atlanta. Kalen, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, thank you very much for having me.
0: Sure. How can we help?
5: All righty. So I'm trying to figure out a way to eliminate. Um, I have 314000 in debt. Um, so I'm trying to figure out ways that I can pretty much reduce that.
1: What kind of debt is
5: it? So I have $287,000 in uh, home debt. And okay. then... 7,000 in credit cards, but it's divided in between two.
1: Okay. And then I have
5: 20 in student loans.
1: Okay. So the mortgage debt, is it just simply your mortgage or did you take out any sort of P-lock or loan against your mortgage at all?
5: Yeah, just simply my mortgage.
1: Okay. Awesome. Um, so for the time being, can we just take that 278 and just put it on the shelf and kind of yeah. pretend for a moment that it doesn't exist? Because the way we teach, the first amount of debts that you're going to pay off is just everything except your mortgage. So I think looking at it like that is going to make you go, ooh, okay, $27,000 of debt. I can handle that. Is that fair enough?
5: Yeah, sounds good. Awesome.
1: Um, So how familiar are you with our teaching?
5: Not too much. I've been starting to get into it, especially now that I've gotten older. I just graduated um, last year and life kind of sped up. So now I'm like, all right, let me get ahead of the game before I I let a lot of time pass.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So the way we teach is a series of baby steps, and maybe you've heard it before, it's seven baby steps. And for all intents and purposes right now, you're on baby step one. Now, do you happen to have any money saved anywhere?
5: Yeah, so I have three separate retirement accounts, and then I, in my bank account, I have about 4000
1: Okay, 4000 in your bank account. Now, is that for bills or is that money that you're calling savings? savings okay awesome so what i would do baby step one is to get a thousand dollars saved so i would earmark a thousand of that as baby step one for you and that leaves Mm -hmm. three thousand left and we would take that three thousand and we would apply it to your debt baby step two is paying off all of your debt except your mortgage and you're doing that using the debt snowball method and what that is is we list all those debts that you have smallest to largest so in this case probably your two credit cards are going to be first and then your mm-hmm. student loans if those are broken into smaller loans you would list those along with your credit cards in order to in order of smallest to largest does that make sense okay. yeah. so so we'd pay that 3000 on whatever the smallest debt is my guess is a credit card
0: yeah exactly
1: is it enough to pay off that credit card
0: yeah for one of them Yes. Yeah. boom that's going to feel good
1: it's working already yeah. george so you pay off that first credit card and then if you have mm-hmm. any extra money that you can throw towards debt, you put it on the next smallest debt and that's what you're doing month to month and the key here is you going quickly, right? So we're bringing in as much money as possible. What's your income at this point?
5: So it's 101000 Hey, let's go. There we go.
0: What Very are you investing good. right now? You said you've got three retirement accounts. What percentage of your income are you investing?
5: So right now I'm doing $50 a month in just a Roth, that's through Primerica. And then I have a 403B account for a hospital that I used to work for. I work every once in a while. So usually about a month I'm putting in 35 and they're averaging like a 15. It's not too much on that one. So let's say $50 a month. And then I'm doing 4% of my actual salary right now and a separate Roth.
0: Okay. So, what if, for just a short time, we took that four percent mm-hmm. down to zero, we paused all of our investing? That's only a hundred bucks over there, four percent over here. But what that's going to do is add a nice chunk of change to your monthly income you can use to throw at the debt, mm-hmm. probably you know three hundred bucks worth at least true, sure. true, sure. and so that's going to get you out of debt even faster because I think making a hundred grand, you can pay off twenty seven very quickly,
1: yeah, what would it look like if you lived on seventy five thousand or seventy thousand
0: this year instead of one hundred and one?
5: It looked a lot prettier, that's for
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you being debt free.
0: Yeah, man, doing yeah. this while you're young as a new grad is going to be so much easier than doing it later on in life when you have other responsibilities and a spouse or kids and life got exactly. expensive. And uh, I think that's going to free you to then get your emergency fund fast, three to six months after you're out of debt. Then we'll go back to investing, and it's not going to be a meager four percent. We're going to bump that up to fifteen percent, which is going to be okay. fifteen grand a year. And then you pop that into a compound interest calculator and your eyes will explode. Oh, yeah. Over how much money that will turn into over time. Mm-hmm. Then in baby step six, once you got that dialed in, baby step six, we can start paying off the house early by throwing extra at the principal. And you'll get there, man. Okay. Sounds good. You're going to be in your early 30s with a paid for house if you followed this stuff. Oh, that's right. And not fall for all the traps and distractions that are out there today. And there's a whole lot of them. George, you know about paying off your house in your... Yes. You... Have
1: you hit... Thir... Are you in 30s?
0: Yeah, I'm still here, You've got a
1: boyishly young face. I wasn't sure.
0: Thank you. I'm somewhere between 25 and 40. (laughs) I'll never tell. Now it's fun. It's a good life living in baby step seven. I'll tell you that much. And it's possible whether you're 25 or 55, you can get there. These steps work for everyone. This is The
6: Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. If you want to talk about your life and your money, call us at 888-825-5225. Eileen is in Portland, Oregon. Eileen, welcome to The Ramsey Show.
7: Hi,
8: thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, My husband, at 58 years old, has been diagnosed with early onset dementia. Mm, And you guys talk about long-term care, but I think I can self-insure. Okay. I was wondering if you had any suggestions on how to plan
0: Yeah, walk us through some of the numbers here. What's your nest egg?
8: Uh, 3.0. Awesome.
0: Very good. And are either of you still working? We both are. Okay. And what's the household income?
8: Uh, It ranges from 140 to 160.
0: Very good. Wonderful. Okay. And... What does the next few years look like as far, uh, as, far as his care? Have you looked into that?
8: Um, not really. Um, he really needs to change careers because it's causing more stress. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't know what that looks like yet.
1: With his, with his diagnosis, um, what does he qualify as far as long-term care is concerned since he's already gotten a diagnosis?
8: you mean as far as, like, asking about the insurance, long-term care insurance? Uh-huh. Or, well, I guess my question is, so if he loses his job, um, he is a breadwinner, and he holds all the insurance. mm mm-hmm. um, The health insurance. So if he loses that or can't work, um, then we have, I'm 56, so we would have many years without insurance until we can get to Medicare. Mm-hmm
0: you'd be covering so. that out of pocket for those years, which Probably. you have the money to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have an awesome nest egg. What is that invested in?
8: Um, 401k, IRA, Roth. Um, and then he has um, a, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called, where the company contributes some to. A match.
1: Um,
8: and then, yeah. Well, kind of. Some oh, sort pension. of pension plan? Kind of, yeah, kind of is like three percent a year, and then I have a, a couple, few small ones. Um, but I'm self-employed, so I, I can't contribute too much.
1: So you mentioned that he's the breadwinner of the one sixty yeah. per year. What portion of that is his, and what portion is yours?
8: Um, he's probably between one fifteen and one twenty-five, depending on
1: overtime. Okay, and then
8: I'm the rest. Okay, it's all gross. That's gross. That's not net
1: okay so' we're, what we need to cover what we're thinking about is just not only your normal um, insurance needs health insurance needs but at certain at a certain point you're gonna want some sort of care for him um, mm-hmm. as this progresses some sort of in-home care right
8: I'm, oh I'm hoping so yeah okay but I don't know how soon I'm just I just have no idea <laughs> it was
1: a surprise oh I mm-hmm. bet uh, that's
0: now the issue very you may run process. into is because he has this pre-existing condition, it may keep you from qualifying. Right. So that's something
7: Definitely
0: that too. You, you may be out on that. I'm, I'm glad you have this nest egg because if this happened, you guys were broke, it would be a different situation. But you, mm-hmm. might, need, you might need to self-insure. You might not qualify for that long-term care. I would still look into it. I think it's mm-hmm. a bargain for what you're going to get mm-hmm. out of it. Um, but you guys should be okay other than, you know, dealing with this p- diagnosis where we don't know what the next – Several years of his life looks like, and if he's going to be able to continue working. Yeah, but it sounds Mm -hmm. like you guys have set yourself up to where it's going to be okay either way.
8: Yeah, I guess it just doesn't feel that way. I guess you know because. Do you guys have any debt? No, zero. No house payment
0: or anything. So, if you looked at your household expenses and you looked at Mm -hmm. your income, could you still cover all the bills without even touching the nest egg right now?
8: Hmm. Not net,
0: probably not, no. That might be some good homework for you too to sit down and use every dollar and we'll gift you three months of that to sit down with the premium version and go, okay, let's look at all of our bills. Let's look at our income. Now let's delete your income out of this equation and see where that would leave us.
7: Okay.
1: Also something that would make me feel better, if I found myself in your shoes, Eileen, I'd probably sit down with my investment professional and I'd say, okay, let's project the next 3 years what do we think that our net worth is going to stand at and what would it take what could we draw off of our retirement in order to meet what we what we pay ourselves now which is around $140,000 a year and could we comfortably do so? It looks like with the $3 million net worth that you have, if that's what's in retirement, you'd be able to do that very easily. And then if you say, okay, now let's just assume that we're, we don't have health coverage like we thought we were going to have. What's that going to cost us out of pocket? And if we add that again to what we're drawing off of our nest egg. And I can just tell you just, quickly running some numbers in my head, you're going to be fine, but I think it's going to make you feel a lot better if you sit down with your investment professional. If you don't have one, you can find one of our uh, SmartVestor pros and sit down with them. And I think that's going to give you and your husband a lot of peace for someone to track out the numbers with you and show you on paper what this is going to cost you, how much money you're going to have in the next three to five years. And that's going to give you guys um, the peace you need to sleep at night. Mm.
0: Thank you for the call, Eileen. Hang on the line. We're going to give to you three months of every dollar premium so you can put these numbers on paper and make a plan for the future. Jake joins us up next in Raleigh, North Carolina. Jake, what's going on?
9: Hey, how are you guys? Thank you so much for taking my call.
0: Absolutely. How can we help?
9: Uh, So I had a question. Uh, My employer currently right now offers me uh, the ability to, uh, I guess, make my own selection of percentage between a traditional and a raw. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess I didn't know if I should split up a percentage between the both of them, maybe do all 15% in one or the other. So I guess just curious on your guys' opinion on it.
0: I'll tell you what I do. And if that's any consolation, I go full Roth. Me too. I love the idea of looking up at 60 and I've got 2 million in a Roth account, which means Uncle Sam already took his share, and I have 2 million tax-free dollars to use. And so the question is, do you want to pay taxes now or later? And we can get into the argument of will taxes be more later versus less, and what will your tax bracket be? I just don't want to worry about that. I know that's right.
9: Yeah. Okay. And so, so what do you, what do you think I should, what do you think I should do now? I guess with what I have been, I have been using a traditional. Okay. Uh, should, should I roll that all over? No. Just off, just pause. Or?
0: Leave the traditional where it's at, because if you roll it, you're going to have a tax burden to pay, and you only want to do that once you're in baby step seven and you have no debt, including a mortgage, and you can stomach that. Mm-hmm. So I would just pause what you're doing in traditional and start in Roth.
9: Okay. Are you out of okay. debt? I'll do that. Uh, yes, I am uh, fully out of debt.
0: That's awesome. Not... And you got the emergency fund. You're investing 15%? Uh,
9: yeah, currently I am investing 10 I can't afford to do the 15 so uh, I'm going to make that uh, election now.
1: What, what's keeping you from the other five? Are you saving up for a home?
9: Um, I guess it's just a personal thing, just not liking more money coming out of my paycheck. Uh, I do save a lot of money. I I have about eighty thousand dollars in a high yield account currently, Mm -hmm. and I just I just kind of like just not seeing the money go down. I guess.
0: But in the stock market, uh, you mean, like if it's in an investment account?
9: Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything in investments besides my four hundred and one k. I just I only make that's the only I guess investment that I do have. And then I just kind of keep everything in cash until I eventually do buy a home. So I'm kind of looking at that maybe in the next year or two.
1: Is your 10% enough to max out your 401k?
9: Uh, currently, no. No, it is not. I make around 95000 Okay, Look,
1: if I were you, I would jump that thing up to 15%. I would get used to working that muscle and...
0: Get used to living off 85, Mm -hmm. and you're going to be real happy later on in life. You sure are. Because if you do, go do a calculation on our investment calculator, what that extra 5% will do, because you sound like a young guy. How old are you? I'm 25. From 25 to 65, 40 years of that extra 5%. And by the way, your income is going to go up. You're already making great money at 25. Imagine you're making 150, and you're maxing out accounts. It's going to blow your mind how much money you're going to have. and I, I know right. it's scary because you want to see the money saved. You don't want to see it go up and down. You know what I do? Don't look I at don't, it. Don't look at my. I look at it once a year just to go, oh, there it is. You cool. know what?
1: I'm not going to lie, George. I, I I look at it a lot more often, but I can take You're snooping. It. I just like it. Yeah. I like yeah. I like riding the roller coaster, but if the, if, if you're skittish,
0: do what. I'm not saying you're skittish, well, George. Most but. people only look at their 401k <laughs> when the market's down. That's I'm like, right. that's the worst time to I look. I know, I know. So, you're, dude, 25 years old, you're crushing it. No debt. I would bump it up to 15%. It's not going to change your world dramatically, but it will later on. So that's what I'm here for. Make a decision today that future Jake will be very grateful for. This is The Ramsey Show.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. And one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney.
0: This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. If you enjoy the show, we would love it if you would consider sharing the show, subscribing to the show, leaving a review wherever you're listening, and sharing it with friends. It means the world to us. We have a very limited marketing budget because you all are such great marketers for us. Telling your friends about it, you know, showing them the life change that you've experienced. That's one of the best ways to get someone to listen to the show. You go, you paid off all that debt? You're like, yeah, I've been listening to the Ramsey Show. Got me motivated. Heck I'm yeah. I'm ready. Add it to the repertoire there. So we appreciate that. Chris joins us up next in Vancouver, British Columbia. Wow. What a journey. How are we, Chris? Well, I'm good. Uh,
9: how about yourselves? Good afternoon. Yeah,
0: absolutely we're doing good. What's going on with you? How can we help? I, ha-
9: I need some advice on something honorable and meaningful to do for my children and myself with an inheritance.
0: Mm. Okay, tell us about it.
9: Okay, it's been a kind of a rough summer. Uh, my best friend of forty years passed away. Then my mom passed away a week later, and my stepfather just died recently. But, oh um, gosh! There's, yeah, it, it's it's it, it's brought me back to Jesus, and it brought you know brought me deeper uh, relationships with my children. So it, there's some positive things out of all that tragedy and sadness. Wow! Um, what a great attitude! Yeah, it, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a half full glass kind of guy.
0: You, uh, you definitely it, are, man. It, I don't know how you do it, but we appreciate it. It's inspiring.
9: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. So this is generational money. This is money that my grandparents and, I guess, great-grandparents pan- earned, and they passed it on to my moms, and she's passing it on to me, and it's a little over a half a million Canadian dollars. Okay. And, uh, I'm 60 years old. Uh, I'm on disability. I, I work part-time on a dairy farm. And I have two young children. They're 8 and 10 years old.
1: Cool. So half a million dollars. What would be your advice? Say again? Oh, go ahead. You go ahead.
9: No, I'd I'd just
0: love to know what you guys think. What are we going to do with this 500? Where is it sitting right now? It's, uh, the probate is just about finished,
9: and then it will be transferred to me and my sister. So she's... There's about a million dollars plus transferred and divided between the two of us.
0: Okay, and you get five hundred to do whatever you want with. That's correct. Do you need the money?
9: Uh, you know, I've been living like a pauper and a farmer for years. No, I don't really need it. So, do <laughs> you,
0: you know? have a, do you have your house paid off?
9: No, I do not. I'm a renter. Okay, and uh, yeah, I mean, that was something that was you know top of mind is. Something like that to pass on to the kids. Yeah. Do you
0: have so any other debt? A house.
9: I have a little credit card debt of a thousand
0: bucks, and that's it. That's it. I think five hundred thousand might cover that. So that's a good start. I love that. So, what to do so, with the kids? A so hard
9: asset. The property is the thing to go for.
0: Potentially, I mean, Canada. I know is wildly expensive. Every caller from Canada is like a condo starts at two million dollars. Yeah. You know, so I understand that you know, property may not be the right next step right now. I think it's great long-term because when you're 80 and rent continues to go up, that worries me. So I'd rather you get into something, even if that means, hey, the kids aren't going to get anything right now, but they're going to get this paid for house by the time I'm retired and, yeah. and gone from this world onto the next.
1: What's your yeah, income working at a yeah. dairy farm?
9: Uh, it's really small because I, I take care of the kids five days a week, so it's only about fourteen hundred dollars a month. Because I milk on the weekends um, and Friday night, but that that's about it. And the disability is about eighteen hundred a month.
1: Okay, and, and that covers cover. everything.
9: That's well, it covers the food and the rent, and then you know the bills, and I've got about two bucks for myself after all that.
0: Yeah, man, um, you've been living I, frugally. You're uh-huh. not. You, it doesn't sound like you have a lavish lifestyle.
9: No, not at all. I mean, you know, I, I I, I'm I'm a retired chef as well, so I can get through the food thing easily. I can turn anything into a meal pretty well. I love this. Um, guy. Great
0: skill to have.
9: So <laughs> yeah, certainly.
1: What would it look like if you started looking at real estate in your area to see if there's something that you could put a very sizable down payment on, if not pay one hundred percent cash for?
9: yeah I've been looking around and uh you know because of my my farming background, I would like to have something with a bit of land attached to it uh-huh. and things as as you mentioned before things are ridiculously expensive but it seems even in rural? It even in rural areas yeah i mean the the farmland that I'm working on right now is a hundred thousand dollars an acre wow it's it's insanity right wow, and everybody's talking bubble bubble, bubble, but the bubble just gets bigger
7: mm. um
9: so I am I would like to get something without having a mortgage. And I'm thinking that it's, it's potentially a buyer's market. People have said, there's a place I've been looking at it for 700000 And they said, often them four. These people have had this on the market for yeah. five months. Yeah, you know? why not? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, what, what's the worst that can happen, right? I can super lowball and uh, not get it, but at least I try.
0: Yeah, that's one route to go. Because when you think about the kids, if we instill in them good money principles, help them avoid debt... We help them get their first car in cash. We help them go to school if that's their next thing, you know, some college education, debt-free. Beyond that, they're going to be okay. They don't need a huge pile of money at 16. And so I'd rather no, you I, set yourself I, I up well, and then whatever's left from your estate gets passed on to them, and the legacy continues that way. And there's some fun things you oh, can lo- do now. I, you I can, love that. There's only three things you can do with this money. You can give, save, and spend. And I would encourage you to do right. all three and do that with them, they're old enough that they're going to remember this.
9: Yeah, well, we we are giving. I, I do a breakfast program at their school three days a week, and uh, there's about 40, 45 kids that come every morning, and uh, there's a real need for it. So we're kind of in, in the spirit of giving. You know, that's yeah. that's one way of, you know, expressing your faith.
1: Absolutely. As far as I'm
9: concerned. Yeah. You know, not, not, not talking from the pulpit, but doing something in the trenches.
1: That's good.
0: I love that. Well, there. I would start to divvy that up. Of course, let this money just sit. I would put it in a high yield savings account. I don't know what the for the Canadian version of that is. I'm sure there's something out there and just park it for now. And later on, maybe you invest some of it. Maybe you use it as a down payment. Maybe we give some of it. Maybe we spend some of it. We take the kids on a fun trip and go, this is thanks to the, the wisdom and legacy and good money management of the ones that came before us
9: hallelujah yeah I, I think that's a great idea that's what i wanted to do i wanted to park it i didn't want to make any rash decisions i don't have any kind of crazy aspirations to have a ferrari or anything like that so
1: well can i ask you that's this some good
9: advice i really appreciate that well
1: let me ask you one more question do you have any money saved for yes. retirement and are you currently putting <laughs> away anything for retirement
0: that's a scary laugh chris
1: i know it is
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's,
1: that's the I'm laugh sorry. of a no, man on the edge <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I, I I, am a
9: paycheck to paycheck, and it's through God's grace that I, I'm getting by every day. No, I do not have any savings.
0: What's your rent? My rent
9: is uh eighteen thirty six, which is a screaming deal for a house Oof. in Canada.
0: It's also over half of I your know. income. Ooh-wee. So that's, that's where I go, I think real estate might be the move. Just getting something reasonable that you can pay for in cash to remove that largest fixed expense of your life. You're going to you're going to be able to breathe again if you get Mm -hmm. rid of that rent. Mm
1: -hmm. And you'll be able to have some money to set aside into some sort of a retirement account monthly. It'll free up some margin for you.
9: Okay. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. Because I think there's a, my limit here is a tax-free saving account is $120,000. If that's what you mean by high yield, but I've only done just a really cursory look at what I can do with the money. That's once again, why I'm calling you folks. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right about being able to breathe all the uh, the, the chest pain would go away.
0: <laughs> yeah, even if it's, it doesn't have to be the dream farm, you may just be able to, you know, help out on a farm nearby and you may not be able to purchase the five acres you always dreamed of. But mm-hmm. at least getting rid of that expense is going to let you retire with some dignity and still have some money left over to, you know, raise the kids. Mm
9: hmm. Yeah, oh, God bless you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. That's good.
0: Absolutely.
1: George, if I'm him, I would take three months, three to six months of that. I'd set it aside, like you said, in that high yield, just so he's got a cushion there. Because nice he's cushion. living life on the financial
0: edge. Then All he it can takes take one emergency.
1: Yeah. But then he can take a decent chunk of money. And like you said, it sounds like he was talking about a dream farm. He can get something, probably for a little less, pay cash for it. He's got margin. Now he can start putting aside whatever he can. I'd love for him to get to 15%. But.
0: Mm, man, thanks for the call, Chris. You're, you're an inspiration. Love that call. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. I'm George Camel. She's Jade Warshaw. Big thanks to all the folks in the booth keeping the show afloat and you, America. We need you. The show would be nothing without you. And we'll be back before you know it. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour, and we are here for you, America, taking your calls about life and money at 888-825-5225. Let's kick it off with Barb in Baltimore. Barb, what's going on?
10: Hi, George and Jade. Thank you so much for taking my call.
0: Absolutely. How can we help? I,
10: well, I'm. my question is... That in my post-career season of life, do I have enough assets, given that I would not be saving as much in future years, that I could afford to do a very limited remodel of my kitchen?
0: Oh, I, the old post-career that, kitchen remodel, Barb. This is okay. exciting. What are you looking to do in the kitchen?
10: Well, um, it's, it's builder-grade stuff in there, and it, I, I guess counters, cabinets, sink, um, I just had to replace the refrigerator so that's already done but it's a small kitchen it's not but I'm thinking it would be maybe around the range of between 20 and twenty five thousand okay. but but it, I recognize it's not a necessity but it's not functioning all the time real well and and I would like to be able to have the kitchen in these you know future years to be. Um, I don't know that I'd ever have to sell the house while I'm alive. But but anyway, I just have not been able to make the decision. And, and I wanted to talk to Christians about it because I'm very I, – I love stewardship. I've always been good at budgeting, and um, I have no debt. Um, but I don't know if I have enough money – and I've got all my numbers here. You can ask me anything – whether I have enough to be able to take that amount of money – and use it for something that's not, I you know, like the roof. I replace yeah. that. Sure, intense, but
0: this especially. is just a barb wants it, and that's okay to admit. Nothing wrong with that.
10: Okay. How old are you, okay. Barb? I am sixty-nine. I'm excited that in a few months I'm going to turn seventy, which is that's exciting a milestone.
1: That's yeah. awesome. And what kind of uh, nest egg do you have
10: sitting around? Okay, here's here's my um um my my house. I have no debt, and my house is paid off. My car. I've, I've never had credit card debt. I thought I'd tell you Excellent. that because I don't, I don't ever, I've never done that. Um, I have in my, I guess you'd call it deferred tax. My what came from my four hundred and three b that okay. is now with an investment company. That's two hundred thousand. Okay. And I don't plan on. I'm living on my social security and a part time job, um, and I can actually live on my social security. I have a very simple budget. And company. how much is that? Um, my, currently my social security, well, this year total, um, that I, uh, What does it get? What does it pay
1: every month? What's, what's the check that you receive?
10: Okay. Um, the 1991. Okay. And that's enough for you to handle
0: every, even if you quit the part-time job, you'd be okay.
10: Yes. uh, What, what's, uh, what led me to call you today is that the the dear lady that I've been taking care of part-time as, caregiver this year she just um injured herself and it it's unlikely i'm going to have that job for well unless she recuperates totally she may need more care than what mm. i can give mm. so i may be back to for a while just living on my social security which is fine i can do that but um but that what did that job more to mind. what did that
1: job pay you
10: when you were doing this, that Healthcare. Well, this year, this year I made about nine thousand from that private pay. Okay. Um, um, so, so this year, that you know, and and that, that mostly went into savings. I mean, I really, um, I except for the big things like the roof or the, sure. You know, um, so that's that's. So, um, but I do have some other savings. You want me to tell you the other numbers? Yes, ma'am. Numbers? Yes, ma'am. I have a fidelity account that my investment guy said is he could. That This is actually the money that I put away a long time ago for the kitchen it's um it's now thirty seven thousand okay but, um, and and that yeah and that's then just I
1: in a brokerage CD. account.
0: It is invested, it's not on the money market side
10: no it's well, I don't know what you call it, but he said he says it's liquid okay that he could give it to me at any time. Okay, so it's probably it.
0: on the money market side and not okay. it's ready to be invested, but it's just sitting there. You know, basically at zero percent interest.
10: Okay, great. Oh well, it does it does grow. At one point, it had eight thousand dollars more, and now it's got like three thousand dollars more than my the principal I put in was thirty three, so it's four thousand more than that right now. What other um, accounts do you have? Th- I have a twenty thousand dollars CD, okay, and then I have in savings I have thirty, well thirty thousand. There's an extra. I keep all of my non monthly bills. I keep those in that savings account too, and I take them out put in my checking when I pay my bills. So when you take so, out um, your
1: bills, what's left? Twenty eight thousand.
10: No, um, thirty thousand. It's there's about two thousand in there towards. Okay, so um, you just share that with your normal. Your social
1: security goes in there. You pay your bills, and then that sits at thirty at thirty thousand.
10: Any other investment yeah, well, accounts? The check, well, the checking account goes um, is where I pay things from, and that's where my my social security goes into. So total. Two hundred. Um, let's see. There's with uh, so about two hundred eighty-seven thousand. Um, two hundred. I'm um, I'm just sixty-nine, forty-nine, sixty-nine, seventy. About twenty two hundred seventy thousand. If you count the the retirement fund, which I don't want to. That two hundred thousand is okay. A, and what's your yeah.
1: home worth, by the way? You it, said it's paid um, for. Well,
10: it's anywhere from. This year, because prices went up, people tell me it is about three hundred and ten thousand. But normally, it's two hundred and twenty thousand. So that's what I was counting as the actual. You know, i I, I think it's closer probably to two twenty than it is to three ten. Okay. It's a
0: small townhouse.
10: That's a big leap. Let's call it two fifty. Okay.
0: So you've got about a half million net worth. Yes. And you're wondering, should I be spending this 20, you have the money to do the kitchen remodel for 25000 mm-hmm. but are you wondering, is this a, a prudent and wise financial decision based on my big picture?
10: Yes, because I, if I'm, if I live till, you know, God hasn't told me when he's taking me home. So if I, if I, if I live till I'm 90 mm-hmm. or older and, you know, have, and, and there's going to be you know, my heating is going to go up, my everything is going to, I have to, all of that savings has to go for necessities, um, especially, you know, if I'm living on my social security and, you know, that if, if that all goes well, I won't need to take from, even if I don't get a new caregiving part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I can't decide it myself. I need, I need you to tell me if you think that Not knowing how much I'm going to live in the future and how much I will be draining from all those
1: savings. Well, just listening to you talk, you're living off your Social Security. You haven't touched any of your retirement, which in your case is great. I do mm-hmm. feel like you have a lot of money that's kind of sitting uninvested that I would make sure is invested because, so that money is truly working for you. You've got 20000 in a CD, 30000 saved, and another $30, 37000 that we're not really sure where that is. So if I were you, I'd make sure at least 50000 more of that money is getting invested so it can earn a return for you. And then I'd have a professional come out and I'd see what really is it going to cost. If I were you, I'd probably try to spend somewhere between ten and 15000 and do it on the yeah, low low. Get,
0: get a few bids and be reasonable. But this sounds like a good move if you're willing to continue living frugally. Mm-hmm. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. Give us a call at aaa 825 Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services for over 40 years. Neighborly has an exclusive network of trained local service providers backed by the Neighborly done right promise. So if it's not done right, Neighborly will make it right. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to learn more. And here's the question of the day brought to you by Jade.
1: Thank you. It says, today's question comes from Mark in Arizona. He says, I was sadly laid off earlier this month. Between my wife and I, we have around 54000 worth of credit card debt. We are currently trying to figure out the best way to handle this debt while I search for a job. Should we just pull our limited extra leftover money and just slowly pay off the cards one by one while neglecting the minimum payments? Or would a debt consolidation or a debt settlement company be better to handle this Um, you know if I'm looking at this I think that what I'm sensing is you guys are panicking cuz it's like oh my gosh I just got laid off we've got this debt now it's like now we want to pay it off and you're feeling the crunch um I would call this a storm though and whenever you're facing a storm you want to make sure you're just battening down the hatches and making sure that you're getting out of the storm and getting through that safely. So I probably one of your options here was should we just pull all of our extra leftover money? And no, I would not do that. As a matter of fact, I would just kind of hold tight. And right now I would focus on making the minimum payments, right? Just satisfy those minimums. And then I would really put all of your effort into finding another job that's thing one, we've got to get income coming in. So we're paying lim- uh, minimum payments, getting a job coming in. And then once you get the security of a job coming in, now we can start reworking those baby steps. And in this case, if you're on baby step two, yeah, list those things out smallest to largest. And now that you feel how this can negatively affect you, hopefully that feeds into your intensity to get this paid off super
0: fast, right, George? Absolutely. And you know, debt consolidation comes up a lot on the show and we're not fans of it. And there's a good reason it's because it doesn't actually change your world. It doesn't change the behavior that caused it. All it does is make you think you did something by moving debt around. Now, there are situations where if you've got, you know, 17% interest, 22% interest on this credit card, and you can go down to zero and you already have the gazelle intensity, yeah. it can help. And you'll pay a little less less in interest, but the bigger thing it does is help you feel like you're making progress on the debt by knocking it out faster. But if you don't already have that kind of gazelle intensity, which many don't, yeah then what they do is they get comfortable because they go, well, we're not paying any interest on it. So we'll just, I kind of like sometimes that there's, there's a higher interest rate that makes you go, gosh, you see how much we're paying in interest? Mm. Never again will I go into debt. That's why I call it versus a shortcut like debt consolidation. And these debt settlement companies, Jade, these drive me crazy. Oh, they're the worst. They're borderline scams. You pay these people a giant pile of money. And what they do is they tell you, okay, stop paying on your debt completely. We'll take it from here. Mm -hmm. It tanks your, your credit score which we don't care about credit scores, but tanking it will hurt you as you continue to live your financial life on purpose. And then they try to settle the debt saving you money, maybe. But well, a lot of times what happens is you just pay them all this money and the debt sits out there.
1: I just feel like when it comes to those consolidation places, whatever they're offering to do, you can honestly do it for yourself. Yes. Like you can get on there on the phone and if you're trying to negotiate a lower interest rate, you can do that. If you want to negotiate a lower minimum for the other ones while you pay a lot on the the the, the little one, you can do that yourself. If you want to negotiate something where you're taking a portion of your paycheck and putting it towards your debt, you can do that. Matter of fact, we have an every dollar budgeting app that can help you do that. You find all of your margin and you put it towards your debt. So yeah, I would almost never, well, I'm going to go on out on a limb and say never do a debt consolidation simply because honestly what they're offering, you can do yourself and you don't have to pay somebody.
0: Exactly. Look at that. And putting all of your separate debts into one giant debt doesn't make it easier. No. It makes it harder because you don't feel the progress. You're not knocking out payments along the way. That's right. So I like to keep it all separate. Mm-hmm. To, uh, to feel the, the winds there. So thank you for the question, Mark. But I would work on, like Jade said, you need to have no interruption of income. Go work, do anything you can right now in storm mode, and we'll get back to that debt as soon as we get some stability. Love it. All right, let's get to Zach in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Zach, what's going on?
9: Hey, guys. Um, I'm wondering what you think about liquidating some Roth IRA contributions to fund the purpose the purchase of some acreage adjacent to my current property.
1: Ooh. Why are you buying this (laughs) land? Like, why is this suddenly very important to you?
9: Well, so it just came up. Basically, uh, my neighbor just has a plot of land that he's owned for about 10 years. And he just said, Hey, I'm, you know, within six months or so, I'm going to sell this place. Do you guys want it? And, Of course, we do, you know, it'd be amazing to have 100 acres or whatever. Um, So it did kind of come out of the blue, but it's certainly something that we would like to have um, just really for recreation. So we have some acreage of our own and it butts up against it. So hunting and.
1: So how many acres do you already have? 20. And what would this add to it?
0: Like how much Um, are you looking to purchase?
9: So this would add another 20.
0: Okay. You go from 20 to 40? Yes. And what's it going to cost?
9: Uh, about
0: 85. Okay. And how much do you have in cash?
9: Well, I've got a little over 40 in a brokerage account that I would use for it. We've got well over a six-month emergency fund, so we'll probably turn that into more like a three-month, so maybe take 10 to 15 out of there. Um, and then I was thinking, you know, I, I guess I have access to somewhere around 35 in Roth area contributions. I mean, ideally, that would be the last pool that you pull from. Um, but you what know, would it know. look
1: like if you bought 10 more acres for the 45 that you can get your hands on instead of 20 acres and touching your retirement?
9: I don't think I'm almost positive our township doesn't allow for the acreage to be
0: Split up like that?
9: You buy the whole thing or not.
0: Do you have any debt currently?
9: We have $300,000 mortgage. Otherwise, we have no consumer debt.
0: And what's your household income?
9: 160.
0: Man, this feels like a lot to take on. Mm -hmm. Because I would tell you, let's pay off the house first before we go and get more land, more property. I know you're itching to get more acreage, but... Uh, unplugging. Now, for the listener's sake, let me make it clear that what you're talking about here is not withdrawing from a retirement account with taxes and penalties. You can take out the contributions from a Roth IRA without penalty. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it because it would hurt me too much to unplug all of that growth and future opportunity for that money. Because you sound young. How old are you? Uh, 35. Okay. Leaving that money in there, I would crunch the numbers because it may help you you know, step off that ledge, my friend, and go, Oh, that's gonna hurt too much later on. If I leave if I left this thirty five thousand dollars to grow in this account, what would that turn into twenty years from now, thirty years from now? And how much faster can I just save up and try to pay cash for this land if I really want it? It still feels like doing too much on top of your three hundred thousand mortgage to then buy another eighty five grand worth of land. We're talking four hundred grand here, mm-hmm. making one sixty in today's world, it, it just feels like you're biting off a lot. And you may not regret it later. You may regret it. I don't know. Down the line, you may call back and say, I shouldn't have bought this land. But if you're going to do this deal, I would pause. And is there any urgency? Is he going to give up this land to someone else tomorrow?
9: No, there's, the, he's, he has told us we have a few months and he will let us know for sure before he lists it so he's been very you get first in nice about it and he he wants to do a private sale he wants it to be easy so there's an incentive for him to sell it to us yeah. um should i i mean is the the price versus like what the actual value might be because i feel like he's giving me a decent price should i be considering that i wouldn't i mean because i'm
1: I wouldn't because at the end of the day, what really denotes whether or not you should buy something is whether or not you can actually afford it, not whether or not it's on sale, What not whether or not it's a deal. You either have the money or you don't, regardless if it's a deal, regardless if it's on sale. So in this case, the only way that I would consider doing this is if you were only buying half the amount and you had the cash to pay for it, and then you still got your mortgage there. But to be honest, you really should focus on your mortgage first and put that same intensity that you're looking to buy new land into paying off the land and home that you already have. And that's just keeping it real.
0: Yeah, I'd take money out. Anything beyond that emergency fund, I'm throwing it out of the house. If you guys are Mm -hmm. debt free, let's just knock this thing out so that when an opportunity does strike, you're ready for it. That's right. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship, if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. I'm George
0: Campbell. She's Jade Warshaw. This is The Ramsey Show. You can call us at 888 825 5-2-2-5. We'll chat about your life, your money, and we'll give you our best take on what we would do if we were in your shoes. Diana joins us in Los Angeles. Diana, welcome to The Ramsey Show.
11: Hello. Hi. Hey, what's going on? I, I, have, I have a question. So I have uh, co-signed a car with my mom. Uh-oh. She's 83 years old. And if she passes, is the, is the car going to be mine?
0: Well, is the title in your name?
2: Yes.
11: Okay. Mine and
0: hers. As well as the loan? Yes. Okay. Unless there's something else dictated in her will and wishes, it's your car.
11: Okay. Um, I mean, isn't it, it your car she, now? She, um, it, it is in both of our names, yes. Uh, I don't think she has a will, but I am um, uh, the power of attorney for my mother.
0: Okay. Is she still driving? So,
11: no, she can't drive anymore.
0: So we're we're paying monthly car. payments on a car that's just sitting there?
11: I'm driving it. I'm using it. I take her to and from, you know, whatever okay, she Okay, for appointments. So you don't have a yeah.
0: personal car?
1: This is the only car I have. Okay. What does it take to get her name off of it? Just to make it clean?
11: Uh, i don't know how to go about that and if i can i don't know
0: well you would have to be able to afford the loan on your own would you be able to afford it
11: um i don't know honestly that's a good question what's the car worth where do i um twenty three thousand
0: and what do you owe on it
11: um the payoff is 23 that's still the amount okay, okay. and For what's your... You're Go not ahead.
0: sure what it's actually worth if you sold it private party?
11: Yes, I did the Kelly blue book and it shows about the seventeen to nineteen. Okay. So I'm like upside down about four thousand. Yeah. Somewhere there.
0: And what's your income?
11: My income is about uh six to sixty five hundred net a month.
0: Okay.
1: Is this your only car or do you have another car that you were driving before you signed up with this one for with your mom?
11: Uh, I have another car that has like three thousand on it, and uh, my daughter's using it.
1: How old's your daughter? She's
11: paying for it. Um, she's twenty-nine.
1: What would it look like? And, and what's her financial situation, real quick? It can she afford her own car?
11: Not at the moment, no. Here's what I'm getting to.
1: I would love for everybody to have their own cars. Like I would love for your 29, almost 30 year old daughter to have her own car that she pays for. I would love for you to then have your car back that you bought and only owe $3,000 on it. And then I would like you to get rid of this car that you got with your 83 year old mother who no longer drives. That's that's an ideal setting in my mind, because right now it's kind of a, a little bit of a spider web.
11: I thought about that, honestly, but I'm kind of like uh, so bad uh, because she'll be
1: left without a car and she is working, so I don't know. But she's working, right? Does she have kids? No, no kids. Okay, she's a fully grown woman who's got a job. I don't think you should feel bad at, about that at all. I think you should feel like, wow, I'm, I have confidence in my daughter that she can make it in the real world and pay cash for a car that she can afford with her job. True. Sure. You know what I'm
0: saying? I agree. Do you have any other yeah. debt?
1: A lot of other debt, yes.
11: And I have been um, listening to the show for a while now mm-hmm. and have made so many mistakes. And now I'm back again. I'm following the Ramsey solution way. Good. And uh, I've put my debt together and I kind of have numbers if you want to,
0: you know. Well, I'm wondering, are you able to pay off this car in a year or two?
11: No, I don't think so. If I'm you can't pay it off in the next step, year or two, I, I would a... sell
0: it. And I would scrape up together the money that you're underwater on. That's $4,000. Mm-hmm. Scrape that up, sell the car, be done with it, and get you some get a beater car for now until you can upgrade. What's uh, the payment? My
11: worry is about I had a beater car and I got rid of it because they break down and I can't afford to fix it. So that's what made me go in there and get the new car out again.
1: How long is sorry, I'm changing. I'm going in another direction. How long has your daughter had the three thousand dollar car? Has she had it for a long, uh, long time?,
11: just, uh, just about a year now she's uh making the payments and
1: uh, paying the insurance. so and is that in your uh, name? Yes, yeah, I look you got it, a
0: lot of financial risk on your shoulders right now.
1: If it were me, I would get I that do. car back. I really would I'd be like, hey, I'm glad that this has helped you out. Let's get on a plan for you to get your own car and let's set a timeline for this because I'm trying to get my financial house in order. And I, like you said, I've made a lot of mistakes. And honestly, one of the mistakes I made was getting our, you know, getting your grandma a car and then sliding my car over to you. And I've got to make this Right. right. Daughter, how long can you, how long will it take for you to get a little bit of cash together so you can buy a car in cash and so that I can have my car back so that I can sell grandma's car? Oh, okay. So that's okay. the plan so that I would set in motion. Ready? I'd set that plan in motion today. I'd call her up and okay. say, hey, let's get on a, a three or four month plan here.
11: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so give her a timeline like to... Yeah, okay. give her
1: some time. I mean, you're not going to just snatch it out from under her. But I think right. I think it's good for you to say, hey, I've made mistakes and I'm trying to get my life in order. And maybe that will push her to do the same because it sounds like she's got some things to get in order. And then, in the meantime, what other debts do you have?
11: I have about a ten thousand uh, dollar credit card debt. I have the car; obviously, it's twenty three thousand. Yeah. I have a plot that I just bought, which is like twelve thousand, and I have um, tax debt.
1: How much is the tax debt?
11: Um, I would say twenty seven hundred plus nineteen hundred, whatever that total is. Okay. One one's a tax from Utah, and one is here in California.
1: Okay, and what's your income that you're bringing in?
11: I bring in net six six, from six thousand to six.
1: Oh, that's right. You did say that. You did say that.
0: Okay, and what was the plot for? Was this like a funeral plot? I'm
1: I'm
11: sorry.
0: Was this a funeral plot?
11: Yes, the plot for me. Yes, okay, bought it. And I'm making payments on that, too. Oof.
0: Yikes. Okay, well, the step zero is to stop going into debt. And that's the hardest step, truthfully, out of this whole plan, is just to stop the bleeding and go, no more. Debt is off the table. If we can't pay for it, we're going to figure out another way. If that means public transportation and getting on a bike, we're doing it. But right now, we've got to have that line in the sand. Otherwise, we're going to continue down this path, and there's always going to be something else that comes up. There's always going to be another reason to swipe the card. So I would cut up the cards yes. number 1 and stick to I'm using your own have money. Okay. All of
11: them. I already have. So Good. And I paid off one small debt I did something trying to do. Almost step number 2. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, I just have $1,000 and that's all I have.
1: The plot you bought is that for you or were you trying to help out your mom again?
11: No, it's for me. My mom has hers that we just paid off and you know, it's there. So All right. This one is mine. Okay.
0: So let's put this IRS debt at the very top of your list. This trumps Thank everything you. in the debt snowball. We've got to attack this one with intensity and get this monkey off our back. Get Uncle Sam out of there. Okay. Then we can start focusing okay. on the smallest debt, smallest to largest. We're going to increase our income. We're going to do what Jade said with this car and get out from under this weird situation where we found ourselves okay. in. And that's going to give you some okay. traction right there. You free up that car payment. How much is that? Uh, my
11: car payment is three seventy nine.
0: Great. Yeah. That's about 400 bucks. You can start throwing at the next smallest debt and the next smallest debt, and you'll get there in no time. This is not a huge amount of debt comparatively to your income.
1: Yeah. It's just confused. It's all over the place. Okay.
0: We just haven't had traction, but I love that you're on the plan now. You're ready to do this thing.
1: Yes,
11: I am. And I have a goal to be debt free, and uh, I just don't know when I'm going to get there. I'm just
1: very overwhelmed right now.
11: Write it down and
0: put it on your bathroom mirror. To remind yourself every single okay. day.
1: And let us give you every dollar because if you can plug these numbers into every dollar, it won't be an unknown anymore. You can use the financial roadmap feature, plug all your numbers in, and you can see exactly when you'll be debt free, exactly when you'll have your three to six months of savings. And that is going to give you a lot of peace of mind going forward.
0: And you can sign up for our free every dollar webinar we're doing this Friday. I'll be leading it. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. I'll walk you through how to set it up and hang on the line. We'll gift that premium version to you. Thank you so much for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey,
4: good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey cash giveaway is back and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com store
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Well, Jade, producer James uh, introduced a very interesting article to us that delves in the world of politics. I'm not going to get political, but it also crosses over into our land of personal finances. So I thought I'd read it to you and see what you think about it.
1: Yeah, okay. Read it. You ready for
0: this? This is uh, a Fox News headline. Claim that Speaker Johnson lives paycheck to paycheck, makes him relatable, say Defenders. So here we go. Some Americans rallied behind House Speaker Mike Johnson on Wednesday after a report nitpicked his personal finances and put a harsh spotlight on the possibility that he lives paycheck to paycheck. So this is speculation.
1: Pure speculation. But
0: here's what Daily Beast published a report that says, does new Speaker of the House Mike Johnson have a bank account? Question mark. It featured a subhead that said he has never listed a bank account on his financial disclosure, and his newest disclosure doesn't list a single asset at all, and apparently he has no... There's no record of him owning a single stock, no investments at all.
1: That's crazy. This man is not on the grid. (laughs) It says, of course, it's unlikely Johnson doesn't actually have a bank account. What's more likely is Johnson lives paycheck to paycheck, so much so that he doesn't have enough money in his bank account to trigger the checking account disclosure rules for members of Congress. Uh What's crazy to me is like, number one, broke equals relatability. That's just sad. Uh, We need to change that. And that's basically why we exist here. Hashtag relatable. Wow. What I am thinking about, so I just Googled, because I wasn't sure, I Googled the salary for Speaker of the House, $223,500 a year. And he
0: just got a raise here. So He just got that. To his credit.
1: Yes. Which is like, that's a lot of money, but I think sometimes people think if you're in the government, you're automatically like wealthy, blah, blah, blah. But there is that stat, George, that says... A third of americans who make two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more live paycheck to paycheck which in my opinion is really sad because at that point your salary is up in the upper you know f- at least seven percent and if you're living paycheck to paycheck it's just a testament that your income doesn't denote that you are good with money mm. and no matter how much money you make if you are a poor steward with your money or if you don't know how, how to handle your money well it will escape you and you will be known what is relatable as relatable or also broke. That's <laughs> right.
0: True. And to be clear, we have no idea his financial situation. Absolutely. He may be fine, uh, yeah, but we're just you know, talking. This is news trying to drum up some drama around whatever they can to get some clicks. But and look, uh, you know, that's the name of the game. I
1: think that when, here's this is just Jade's take. I think that the the more money you make, the slipperier the slope. Because when you make fifty thousand dollars, when you make forty, you know forty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, you're just kind of like right in there. You know, median income I think is like sixty seven thousand. It's kind of like this is, you know, this is Americana. I'm in my life. You know, I've got my used vehicle. You know, you don't have this standard that you have to prove to the world. Mm. But I think when you start creeping up, peeping and creeping on a hundred thousand, and peeping and creeping on two hundred thousand. People start to be like, oh, you know, I have to show like there's a little bit of status that comes into that where people feel like they have to show a certain lifestyle. And so it's like suddenly your mortgage is a little bit more and suddenly you're buying that new Escalade because everybody else around you has that. And now all the people around you are eating at more expensive restaurants and you feel like you've got to get on board. And not only that, but when you if you make the decision like, hey, maybe I need to step back and like get myself on track. It shows like you, it shows when you're like, you know what? I don't want to go to Ruth's Chris. I want to go to Chili's. Like, are you telling me that your friends aren't going to notice that? Are you telling me your friends aren't going to notice when you go from driving a brand new Escalade to a 2013 Tahoe? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like you really have to get your mind right when you're in that situation because people, if you decide to change, people will see the change. It's not like, you know one of these things that you can just do and keep it under wraps like it's going to show and that's okay it should show but i do think that it makes it more difficult
0: that's a good take right there and there is a piece to this you know we found in our millionaire study teachers mm-hmm. were the, one of the top careers for millionaires and again teachers aren't trying to flaunt anything i mean they're just right. trying to survive that's the next day with these kids and so they're not driving around luxury cars and you know he's probably got a brownstone in dc that's, and paying yes. top dollar and it's an expensive lifestyle in the big city with the big job with the big salary. Yeah. And so it makes sense that they're living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, you just add up a few debt payments and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you got a $1,000 car payment, $4,000 mortgage. Yes. You're trying to keep up, nice clothes, eating out. Yes. And, and you're all of a used sudden you got that, nothing.
1: You're used to that lifestyle. So the minute somebody's like, hey, you're going to have to cut your country club membership. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, by the way, <laughs> so you're not going to have a personal trainer anymore. <laughs> well, like you know, Listen, it's real stuff.
0: Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, if you are listening to this show, we're here to help. Uh, you can contact us privately. Let's give him
1: every dollar for free. We'll be. Ha-
0: we'll give you everything we got, man, to help. If you can just start to leak some of these good financial principles to Congress, yeah. that would be a game changer.
1: Uh, look, I've got an every dollar promo code with Speaker of the House Mike Johnson's name on. There it.
0: There we go. <laughs> but I hope none of this is true. I hope he lives a fine financial life. And uh, he just isn't you know, trading stocks yeah. uh, you know, very Ooh. shadily like those Congress members who know a little too much about what's going on to be trading stocks. I think uh, I'm for that getting shut down, Jade. Absolutely. Just, that's, my, that's my political take.
1: Again, this is just George and Jade talking. This is speculation. None of this yep. is fact.
0: But hey, speaking Remember of that. the government, let's shift to something very happy. This is exciting. In honor of Veterans Day, oh. for those that have served – We're giving away Financial Peace University to 10,000 veterans, totally free, right now through Monday, November 13th. So FPU, if you don't know, is the proven fastest way to beat debt, to build wealth. It's helped nearly 10 million people. And we love our service members out there. So if you're a veteran, you want to take FPU for free on us, go to RamseySolutions.com veterans and fill out a very simple form. And if you guys could help us get the word out, I know every single one of us knows that we have a veteran in our life that we love. Please share that link with them and tell them to get it. RamseySolutions.com veterans is the way to get it. Thank you so much for that. There we go. Love we it. ended on a happy
1: note. We did. Budgeting is always a happy note.
0: I love it. All Me right. Too. We have time for a quick call. Let's Let's get to Shanna in Portland. Shanna, what is happening in Portland, Maine?
2: Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I wanted to get your take on a question that my boyfriend and I have had for a little while, which is, is getting married financially beneficial for a couple that owns a business together?
0: What what, What does that have to do with it?
2: It really is not we see marriage as a contract. We feel like we are committed. We've been together for eight years. The, this sparked up when we told our accountant that we wanted to start a business together. And he said, I'm not a marriage counselor, but this would be easier if you guys were married. And Well, not only we easier, have- but safer for both of you. Mm, And I guess that's my question. Like, why would it be safer, and what is your take on that? Well,
0: the the heart of the question is strange because it's like, well, if there's a financial benefit, I guess we'll get married. That's just a weird (laughs) way to go about it. And so while there are financial benefits, I wouldn't just get married because of the tax benefits. That's weird. I would get married because it's the right move for you guys. And, I mean, you've signed some business documents together, right? Which
2: felt like we did, which felt like we were getting married when we were signing those. Right.
0: I mean Look, as far I, as risk goes, yes.
1: I if you called in here and you were just like, "Hey, me and my boyfriend, blah 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 blah, we have this business, we have this house." Trust and believe I'd be like, "Y'all need to go ahead and get married." And it, my my attitude behind that would be more for the the safety and benefit of both of you. I mean, you clearly love each other. You clearly want to do your life together. So that in my mind George goes without saying, but in this case, if you're going to be in a business together, heaven forbid something should go wrong with your marriage you want the safety of having a union together so that when you do get a divorce and this goes behind before a judge, there's complete fairness on both of your sides. Otherwise, if you don't have that cover of marriage, it's like either one of you at any point could just be like, Hey, I'm out. Oh, and I'm taking this money. Oh, and I'm doing this. And there's just not the same protections there.
2: Mm, Okay. I understand that. makes sense. Not that you would do that, but do you see what I'm
1: saying? You never know what the future holds.
0: Shanna, I hope you guys, uh, if you're ready to get married, which I assume you are, yeah. you know, eight years together, you're running a business together, take the next step. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's time. If you have a healthy relationship, uh, you've already committed to business. So yeah. let's commit to each other in that big way. Excited for you guys. I hope the business goes very well and the, uh, you know, impending marriage goes well. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Jade Warshaw, my co-host, all the folks in the booth, and you, America, will be back before you know it. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey Personality George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls this hour at 888-825-5225. You give us a call, and we will give you our opinion. That's how the show works. Um, I would call it advice, but some people may disagree, Jade. I think your advice is always spot on.
1: I would say the same about you, George.
0: I try my best. You know, I flub some. I'm, I'm not infallible.
1: Uh, neither, none of us are. Look, but we make we mistakes. But we try.
0: <laughs> All right. Jonathan is in Baltimore. Let's give it a go, Jonathan. How's it going?
12: Pretty good. How are you guys doing?
0: Pretty well. How can we help? So,
12: so
9: I have a question. So we're my wife and I are currently on baby step two. Um, we got through baby step pretty one, pretty quick. I was able to do a side job pretty much after that first lesson within a week. I had that. Amazing. That's great. Um, so we're going through and I know it says to stop your 401k contributions to help pay off your debt. Mm -hmm. Now, my question is, I get a, a quarter percent match up to 4%. Do I stop getting that free money and and stop putting in my 401k? Now I also have a four hundred one k loan that I'm paying on, but
7: mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
1: the answer the answer is yes to your question. We would tell you to stop that match and stop contributing, but it's temporary. And right, I, I look. I get it. It's free money. The the math nerd and everybody goes berserk when we say that. But the point here is, you're going to. Free up all of your income at that point. And what you need right now is income in order to pay off your debt, right? That's the whole point. Baby step two it's laser focus. We're paying off this debt as quickly as possible. And here's the thing most people are out of debt in two years or less. And then at the end of that, not only after you've built up your savings, not only are you going to be investing 4% with a match, but you're going to add 11% to it. And you're going to do that for the rest of your working job. Now, if you're telling me you're not going to make up what you lost in two years or less at that point, do you see what I'm saying? We're playing a long game
9: here. Right, right, right. No, I'm pretty sure that I would. Um, And again, I don't want to be ish, you know, I want to be on board. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I had a couple of people say, well, it's free money, you know, but (sighs) You know, I mean, luckily my wife and I—well, not including our house—we're probably about thirty thousand dollars in debt, and that includes an automobile.
0: That's about twenty-five thousand. What's your household so, income?
9: Um, I would say combined, roughly, it's probably one sixty.
1: Wait a second. You got thirty thousand dollars in debt and you make 160 you're going to be out in like 3 months. you're going to be out so fast. <laughs> so this is a non this is a non point point.
0: Okay. If okay. you actually did the math on what you'd be losing and also the interest you're paying on the debt if you hang on to it longer with less going at the principal, it's negligible. Right. Yeah. But what will help is the fiery intensity you feel when you go down to 0% mm-hmm. and you clearly love investing. And when you go to 0%, you're going to be like, I want to get back to investing so badly. I'm going to take on three jobs to get out of this debt faster in two months instead of three. And that's the kind of fire that will carry on and will allow you to hit all of your financial goals. Mm -hmm. And like Jade said, you're going to quadruple your investing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Six months from now.
9: Now, you quadruple that after the three to six months.
1: Uh Uh-huh. But you're going to do all of that. You're going to do all of that in the next 10 months. Right, you're going to pay right. off this thirty thousand, and then you're going to pay, uh, save up three to six months. Uh, whether you do three or six months is determinable or, uh, on you know
0: what your situation is with your income. Sure. How old are you? Sure,
5: I'm um, forty-six.
0: Okay, so imagine forty-seven-year-old Jonathan, who's investing fifteen percent of a hundred and sixty thousand-dollar household income, which is incredible, and then do the math twenty years from forty-seven to sixty-seven. What that turns into. And you'll see why we want to light this fire under you to stop this measly 4% temporarily to go way up to 15%. And then soon right. enough, in that time, you're also going to pay off the house following this plan, mm-hmm. which means you're going to right. invest even more than that. In your right. greatest wealth building years, when you have the highest income and catch up contributions after you hit 50, you're going to be crushing it. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah. I would ignore your friends saying, dude, you're an idiot if you don't take the free money. Because guess what? <laughs> They're probably broke, man.
1: Yeah, and they, I was about to. Look, I I don't want to assume they're idiots. We don't know that, but you (laughs) they could be very wise
0: billionaires for, I don't know your friends. That's
1: right. They're probably great people, but the point is I liked what George said. And I think it's so true. When you go through this process, you do need to feel a little bit of that ouchie, like that sting, like, why did I do that?
9: Uh, Yeah, You know, that's the lesson learned right there. I started, I started 401k when I was much younger, but then, um, For whatever reasons, you know, it got emptied out and I restarted a few years ago and I've been watching that number now. Granted, it hasn't been growing like it was before, but, and that's, it is an algae to me because, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm like, I want to be able to retire at a reasonable age. You know, and so it is a little bit of an algae to me. Well, Jonathan, Um, you just
1: taught the lesson for us because here's what happens when you start investing before you've paid off your debt and before you have an emergency fund. What happens is your investments, your retirement investments, become your emergency fund. It becomes the thing that you dip into when you need a little bit of extra cash. And like you said, you start a Roth, you take the money out. You start your 401k, you take a 401k loan. And that's why we teach it this way, because that way you're on you're on the firmest financial footing that you can possibly be on. You've got no debt. Right. So the money that comes Mm. in is yours. Then you've got this money set aside that's totally liquid. It's three to six months of expenses in case you do fall on hard times where it's like, okay, look, I have to get a new refrigerator. And suddenly you can just pull it from that money as opposed to having to dip into your 401k where you're then laden with fees and penalties. Does that make sense? Right. So that's no, that's the it thinking does. behind all of this. And I love that you called in because you're kind of a, a prime pupil for this, because I think I heard you say that you do have a 401k loan out all, already. Right.
9: Yeah. We, we bought our house um, last December and we had two dogs and it didn't have, it didn't have a fence. Mm-hmm. So, I borrowed out of my 401 so that I could put the fence up to protect the dogs.
7: Mm-hmm.
9: I'm sure I probably could have done it myself, but still, um, so I am paying on that. So I still have to, I mean, they'll deduct that from my, you know, it's a bi weekly payment. they'll. I think it's like 78 bucks or something like that. Sure, but doesn't um, that
0: suck and, to... Here's the to, thing. You just told us you're so sad missing out on the free money while you just robbed your 401k and unplugged yeah. the growth.
9: You know, it's part of the, and i didn't realize this and i'm you know we just we started this small group here at our house we're hosting it and um you know if i had known a year ago that it said don't borrow from your 401 you know because it's it's a i don't want to say it's uh it's lie, a lie but it's they say, bad. you know <laughs> borrow from yourself and you pay yourself back interest and everything but In reality, that money isn't there, so you can't really grow. Exactly. Well, here's the thing,
0: Jonathan. It's all all shortcuts. And if it's a shortcut, you got to run far away, man, because it's going to end up with you being broke, regretting it. So I have full faith in you. We love you, man. We're cheering you on on this debt-free journey.
1: Hey, guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app every dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today.
0: Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshop. Hey, if you are already starting to think about the holiday season and shopping for the the loved ones in your life, check out our $12 sale. That's a killer deal on some of our best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, just $12 each. And when you go to RamseySolutions.com store, you're going to see some fun new things, too, including my brand-new book, Breaking Free from Broke, which is now on pre-sale. Our friend Rachel Cruz has an awesome new kids book called I'm Glad for What I Have. There's the 2024 Ramsey Goal Planner featuring our very own Jade Warshaw in there. And so you can go check all of that out at RamseySolutions.com store. And while you're there, we've got the Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway. You Hey-yo. could win up to five grand and enter daily for more chances to win. So lots of fun things to do on that website, but you got to go to make it happen. RamseySolutions.com store. Courtney joins us in Indianapolis. Courtney, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, how can we help? So I am wondering what I should do with my apartment lease renewal when I could potentially be getting married next year.
0: Ooh, potentially. potentially. This is <laughs> it's a variable here. So we yeah. know it's happening. Are you engaged? Well,
2: No, not yet. But I'm not completely delusional. Uh, My boyfriend has put a deposit down on a ring that I'm aware of. And then he also asked for my opinion on when he should meet with my father to ask for his approval. Okay, he's
1: so
0: sly. This is promising.
1: I was about to say I was about to be like, Courtney, (laughs) you're thirsty, but he's not exactly stealth mode here. So this
0: is probably happening like by Christmas. What do you think? Probably. But then the, the wedding could be who knows when, a year from now, two years from now, hopefully sooner.
2: Right. We, My, right. my boyfriend and I have discussed sometime next summer, maybe even in June, okay. um, but my lease renewal is up within the next month, and I need to make a decision within the next two weeks, and there is some variable bet- between which... Or how long I want to re-sign my lease for?
1: Does he? Does your boyfriend or your soon-to-be fiance? Does he own a home, or does he also have a lease?
2: He owns his home.
1: I see. So it, the plan obviously would be then to move into his home when you get married. Correct. I see. I see. What would what would it look like if you tried to sign a half-year lease?
2: So they would allow me to do a six-month lease, but it is. $300 over my current amount. Um, I each am month. Okay, with sign. Yes, each month. So they are hiking up my rates quite a bit.
7: Oh. Um,
2: and I don't right. <laughs> I don't necessarily plan on moving per se, and it does seem like the six months would be the best option, Mm -hmm. but I would also probably have to live here for slightly longer than those six months, um, and who knows what the options and costs are going to be if I have to sign next year. And I do have a friend who said that I could live with her during the meantime if I needed to get out of my apartment Uh before officially getting married, but there are just a lot of variables at play here.
1: So if I'm you... I don't want to jump the gun, right? But it sounds like you guys are having real conversations about when you will be married. So it doesn't right. it doesn't feel like it would be out of bounds for you guys to sit down and go, okay, here's what we're really up against. If we get married, we're moving into your apartment and or into your house and I've got this apartment. If I do this six-month thing, it's going to cost me $300 more every month for six months. I really don't want to live with my friend. It sounds like you guys have to do some actual like schedule planning on this because... If he's waiting, do we know if he's waiting because he just wants to do a really romantic Christmas proposal, is he waiting cuz he's still saving up money for the ring? Like I feel like there's more I feel like there's more conversations to be had in order to really inform this decision and make the best decision. Okay, that's fair. Is that fair? I mean, otherwise I would just say, "Hey, Just talk to your apartment complex and see if you can do a month-to-month thing. Let them know that at least you're going to need six months. But if it needs to be seven or eight, will they be willing to do that? Tell them the situation. I mean, you could definitely start there. But I'm the type, like, I want to know. Like, I get it. Like, engagements, you do want there to be this element of surprise. Like, I get it. I've watched the Hallmark movies. But... At the end of the day, it is real life, and it's like no, there's real money on the line here. Three hundred dollars a month.
0: Yeah, I mean Extra that's eighteen hundred bucks for six months, Courtney. So what would it cost to break the lease? Let's say you did a twelve month, and then randomly you had to dip out. What would that cost you? I'm guessing more.
2: So, yes, and it's not super clear within the lease agreement. It's very broad when it comes to it. Or they say it would cost two months of rent but it's not my rent it would be market rent at the time and so that Gross. can any given that time. means they can screw you so, is what it means right exactly. i'm not doing that
0: no so we're not doing that i want to give your best shot and go hey if i do an eight month and cut early or six months and then go month to month and i did this with my apartment and if you just get to know the people at the front be mm-hmm. real friendly with them to where they go listen you know i just got engaged it's very exciting here's what we're kind of planning for our wedding would you guys work with me and just give me the same rate. If I went month to month, it's probably going to be just a month or two. I'll give you a 60 day notice. I'll even help you try to find a new tenant. All kinds of things. You can even get referral bonuses. Hey, what if I get another renter and you give me 500 bucks for every renter I get? Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of things you can work out with the apartment complex, but be firm and kind and real friendly. Thank you so much, Courtney. Good luck on the uh, impending <laughs> engagement. I'm excited Courtney for her. Courtney had to her. dip out
7: on
1: that she one. She <laughs> dipped.
0: She was so excited. She's like, I'm going to go right now. <laughs> All right, let's get to JB in Memphis. What's going on, JB?
9: Uh, Hey, Uh, so it's a pretty weird question. I've got about $15,000 saved up right now, okay. and I've got about $10,000 left on my uh, car payment. Uh-huh. But my grandmother left me her house, and she passed away not too long ago. So now I'm kind of stuck on the point Well, do I either want to renovate her home for me to move in after I graduate college, or do I want to go on and pay off my vehicle?
0: I'm paying off the car today. The renovations are—I mean, where are you living now? Uh, in my parents' home. How long can you live there?
9: I mean, there's not really a set time, I guess, until I graduate college.
0: Okay. But she left this house to you specifically? Yes, sir. hundred percent? Yes, sir. And you want to keep it and live there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. It's a four bedroom. Okay. So my plan would be, I'm going to pay off all my debt. Is it just the car loan? Yes, sir. So that's gone tomorrow and you still have five grand left and that's going to start your fully funded emergency fund. So let's get three to six months of expenses then we can begin figuring out what's it going to cost to renovate grandma's house and how do I cash flow that and then step into that with a lot of peace and a bunch of cash in the bank. Okay. Are you working already? Are you going to school? Uh, yes, I'm going to school online and working
9: full-time. Good what for you. What do you do full-time? Uh, around $50,000 a year.
1: 15000 a year?
9: You said 50? No, fifty. 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 Awesome. 50000 Doing what, do you, what? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm um, working for the city of Oxford, Mississippi.
0: Fantastic. That's great. So, and is that yes, the long-term sir. game plan?
9: Uh, no, sir. I'm wanting to go to school to be an educator and hopefully pastor a local church.
1: Okay.
0: Wonderful. So we got a lot of goals ahead of us, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
1: I like it. So is your goal, ultimately, are you planning on fixing up this house and getting roommates that'll pay rent with you? Or what's uh, well, the goal? Because four bedrooms a is a lot.
9: The I've been dating a girl for the past four years, so hopefully and in the next year i've already bought a ring okay it's sookie, just sookie. really down and taking the time with her parents love it
0: uh and then you're like a I'm fully grown school, adult at 18 i'm impressed I, man
1: look i never I <laughs> jade warshaw never could man but knows glad. what he wants yeah i love it grandma set you up that's great I, i'm happy for you jb
0: yeah So I I think we work on a game plan, even if it means if you're going to move out of the house and rent for a little while, that's okay to get some footing under you and get some independence while you save up and renovate this house. Or if it's ready to live in and you renovate it as you move, but do it at the speed of cash, that's fine. But I would pay off my car first and have a fully funded emergency fund before I stepped into this home ownership journey.
9: Okay. All right. Thank you. It sounds amazing
0: that's hey that's the best we've gotten today jade is that it sounds amazing that's what we aim for we rarely hit it so thank you Love jb it. we hit the mark on that one happy for you man that's a pretty cool thing for, uh, cool legacy for grandma mm-hmm. to leave that's the kind of grandpa i want to be
1: i know right that's we didn't cool. even ask what the house was worth
0: who knows a billion dollars maybe could be who knows if it's in uh, memphis or oxford could be a pretty mm-hmm. penny over there this is the ramsey show give us a call 888 triple eight eight 5225 we'll be right back
3: Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? Want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event. If you're looking for the ultimate motivational experience focused on helping you eliminate money stress, you need to be there this weekend, May 10th and 11th, for the Total Money Makeover Weekend. When you join us at the Ramsey Event Center in Nashville, you'll learn how to create new, healthy habits that will radically change the way you handle money you can get out of debt. You can build wealth. You can have the retirement of your dreams. Me and all the Ramsey personalities will be there live in person to guide you. And we're doing live Q and A's throughout the weekend. So you can get your questions answered. Look, you can keep losing sleep over money stress, or you can choose to say I've had it. If that's you, use the code 50OFF to get $50 off standard level tickets at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Don't wait. It's happening this weekend. Welcome back.
0: This is the Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Kayla joins us just up the road here in Nashville, Tennessee. Kayla, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, yes. I um, just had a question. Um, We are recently, we just got out of a Chapter 13 bankruptcy and are completely debt-free, but just kind of unsure where to go from here.
0: Mm. When was the bankruptcy?
2: Um, It was two years ago. We ended up selling our house and um, paid everything off. And then um, we have about $25,000 that came back to us after everything was paid off. Wow.
1: Wow, that's intense. How are you feeling after
2: all of that? relief. Um, but also, I obviously, we got into that situation because we were not making great financial decisions. So I don't want to go back there. Um, so just trying to, we haven't touched a dime, just kind of sitting where we're at. And um, unsure kind of where to go from here.
1: Can I ask a question? It's a little bit of a past mm-hmm. question. But when you filed for bankruptcy, what sort of debt was it? Like, was it medical things that you just felt like you couldn't avoid? Or was this hey, we were just racking up credit card debt, we weren't paying attention to our money. Can you kind of walk us through what led to that? What sort of yeah, habits? Yeah, it was mostly,
2: um, just being honest, not paying attention to our money. Um, we became parents very quickly um, and adopted eight children at pretty much all at one time. Say eight? So oh, it wow. Kind of rocked our world a little bit. Eight children? Um, so we needed a bigger car and just, you know... Pause, Kayla. Did you
0: say up, you adopted eight people children?
2: people ten people. Yes, Holy
0: moly. At the same time? Yes. Um,
1: she just sped past that big. like it was
2: no thing. <laughs> My
1: goodness. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. okay.
2: Um, so we just got, you know, life kind of, you know, got the best of us and just trying to figure out, you know, how to budget with this many people. And we're very confident in that now. Um. not Good. struggling whatsoever. We have a nice income. What um, is the income? Um, we make about $240,000 a year
1: combined so you and your husband both work is it pretty split down the middle of what you both bring in or is one of you a a major breadwinner
2: um he would be the major he's right about two hundred thousand, and i have a business that i um have taken a step back from however it's fully functioning um so i stay home with the children okay we have that okay that's what i
1: was getting at i didn't know if one of you stayed home with the kids okay very cool so you've got this great income you've got twenty five thousand that you've got sitting there is that enough to call three months of income? Um, no,
2: that's about two months at this point. That's about two
1: um, months, okay. Yeah. Of, uh, and when I say income, I mean um, when we talk about three to six months of expenses for your savings, that's your basic budget. It's not all the bells and whistles. It's like, hey, this is just what we need to keep the clock ticking, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, would like you call that thirty to three?
2: Then yeah, we're probably closer
1: to okay. three.
2: Okay.
0: So, for the next few paychecks, we use that to bolster that emergency fund. Maybe it, you got eight kids. I mean, it may need to be thirty-five or forty. I may have six months because I would. One of those kids has yes. a health emergency, and boom, mm-hmm. there's a bill. So, Correct. figure out what that number is. Start looking at. Are you guys doing a monthly budget since bankruptcy?
2: Um, we yes, but no. Um, I feel like we have. Um, and this is kind of the scary part is we have we don't have that bankruptcy payment any longer, which was very large. Um, so I don't want to go back to using that. I obviously want to put it towards something. So that's Okay. Kind of We're going to help you get on a budget. We're going <laughs> to
0: gift you a year of our every dollar budget with all the premium features. It's going to connect to your bank. It's going to show you a financial roadmap. It's going to help you with paycheck planning to make sure all of your bills are are behind the paychecks and not in front of them. So you'll get that, and then you can sign up for my budgeting webinar I'm doing this Friday, everydollar.com slash budgeting, and it's an hour-long webinar where I show you how to set up your every dollar budget, how to create margin. That's your next step. we got to start paying attention to our money because what got us into that bankruptcy was -hmm. not paying attention. Yes, correct. So that's the first step. The second step is make sure you have your four walls covered, so that's food, utility, shelter, transportation. You guys have that covered. Yes. We're not going back into debt ever again for anything, for any reason. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Correct. Do you both agree?
7: <laughs>
2: yes, we agree.
0: Have you cut uh, up we all credit like cards? To, we're
2: renting right now. That's Good. where we're at. So we have no credit cards. We are renting. We would eventually like to purchase a home, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So that's I mean, going to
0: be your next at. step. After you have this emergency fund, we start to get dreaming again about what our new future looks like with a clean slate. We go, hey, we made mistakes, been there, done that, not doing it again. We're going to buy a house the right way. And you know what that means? It's going to take a long time. It's probably going to take, you know, three, four, five years to get that down payment. Making 240, if you can live off 60, 70, 80, 90, you can start shoveling away money into a savings account and even buy a if house you're of no living tony. off,
1: Even if living off 100 with them, if they can take 140 a year, that's.
0: You're going to be in a really good money. spot. But that's where the budget's going to be so helpful because it's going to show you how much margin you should and could have if you follow the budget. Okay. And with no debt payments, you're going to get there in no time. So does that help you at all?
2: Yes, I just need some direction. I I just am so afraid of getting back into that place. And Mm -hmm. we've done a really good job of maintaining. So I would like to continue with that, but in a more positive way.
1: Well, I think you're, I mean, I think by calling in, I think you've made the right choice. And it sounds like you're open to doing what it takes to for sure not repeat the past and really get on a plan. Like George said,
0: I I love Have you guys been through Financial Peace University.
2: We have not. So I'm very new listener. Um, I'm very intrigued, but um, just got my husband on board. So we are awesome.
0: ready to
12: try all the things.
0: Okay. Well, hang on the line. I'm also going to gift you Financial Peace University. This is going to be a game changer, but you and your husband need to go through it together. This is not a Kayla goes through this on her own. Go through this together as a family, use the every dollar budget and uh, call us back if you have any questions. I hope to see a beautiful redemption story out of this. I
1: love that. But- out
0: of the ashes
1: absolutely but i get it you know you're i would imagine i've never walked through bankruptcy but i could imagine the biggest fear would be repeating the past especially if you're not able to pinpoint exactly what set the dominoes in motion it's like all right what was it was it this health scare was it but in her case it was like we just didn't pay attention
0: yeah which is a very classic scenario Mm. all right let's go to daniel in omaha daniel how can we help today Hey,
9: guys, thanks for taking the call.
0: Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so
9: I have, uh, I, I guess I kind of call myself a lurker. I've kind of always listened to Dave Ramsey and never really actually practice it until recently. I had a uh, recent life change um, a few months ago, um, finalized the divorce. Mm. We have a two-year-old daughter, so I guess kind of um, part of that process, I guess while I'm now on baby step two, um, is the, I've been thinking about kind of getting life insurance that way if something were to happen to me. Yes. Um, Things are, are, you know, uh, they're set up for her in the future. And obviously, I have some ownership shares in my business. So I've got a trust already set up. So I guess there's no, is it, should I wait until I'm paid off all debt? Or is life insurance something I should consider now?
1: Uh, Daniel, I love that you're asking this question because by you calling in, you're going to help a whole bunch of folks. Um, George, I think a lot of times when we talk about insurances, people think it's like, oh, yeah, after I, after I pay off my Once debt. Once I have a
0: good financial after position. I get,
1: yeah, then I'll get my insurances in place. And it's absolutely not that. As soon as you find out about life insurance, as soon as you find out about these things, we want you putting them in place. Because the fact is you don't know what the future holds. And the whole purpose of something like life insurance is to replace income for people who depend on it. And mm-hmm. in this case, it would be your daughter. Um, and even if you don't have kids, it's important to have life insurance because something, somebody and someone's got to cover the cost if you were to leave this earth. And so having life insurance makes sure, makes sure that that's the case. So I certainly uh, would get set up with life insurance. I'd call Xander today.
12: Yeah,
0: And Daniel, make sure you're getting term life insurance. Don't fall for stuff you saw on social media about whole life. You want mm-hmm. term life insurance 10 to 12 times your yep. annual income. That's right. A 15 or 20 year term should do for you and that will set her up for the future and give you peace of mind as well. Awesome. Real, It's real cost effective as well. So don't let that spook you. Oh a lot yeah, of people it's not expensive. It's, whole life insurance is crazy expensive and a giant ripoff because you're giving the insurance agent a lot of commissions up front. That's right. To cover this um, with a weak savings account attached to it. So yeah. term life is the way to go. And our friends at Xander, that's who I'm covered through. They've covered millions of our fans. They'll take good care of you guys. You can reach out to them through RamseySolutions.com and uh, click on our trusted pros there. And I use them for all kinds of insurance. Auto, homeowners, they shop, uh, the top companies, and they're independent. So you're not stuck with your your bro from, you know, your college buddy who works for the big-name insurance company. They'll find you great coverage at a great price, and it is worth it. I sleep better at night knowing... Uh, Whitney will be just fine yeah. if something should happen to me. Oh, Sometimes yeah. I, you know, I sleep with one eye open.
1: Look, I know that's right. Woo! Xander got that stuff under lock and key, sleeping with one eye open. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry you're going through this, Daniel, but you're you're taking the right next steps, man. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. Our scripture of the day: 2 Timothy one seven. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Thomas Stanley said, millionaires are risk takers and they don't become millionaires until they're forty or fifty. It's a slower process than a lot of people think. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. It's the tortoise versus the hare. Wealth is patience. All right, let's get to the phones. Michaela joins us up next in Little Rock. Michaela, what's going on? Hi
2: there. Hey. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, So I'm a teacher, and the way that our state works, we contribute 7% of each check, and then our employer contributes so much, and it goes into this massive state account. And -hmm. then when we retire, there's a formula of um, years contributed, um, whether we were certified or not, basically that gives us that formula. Mm -hmm. Um, I am just trying to figure out, because I'm only contributing 7%, where should I be putting that other eight percent.
0: Okay, so you're not allowed to contribute more than that? Correct. Okay.
2: It's not an account like, like if I die, I have beneficiaries, but it's not like, oh, it's just gaining great interest. Not that kind of account.
0: It's sort of like this weird pension situation where you don't really have control over it. It's Mm -hmm. not great investments, but it is what it is, and you're forced to do it.
2: Yes, correct. And then um, it's my... Uh, calculations are right i'll end up with between 50 and 60 percent of my salary upon retirement okay and obviously not great for a teacher salary
0: sure so what are the other options is what you're asking to get the other eight percent invested
2: right like should i contribute that add my have my husband contribute additional to his should i do my what's own? your household what's income the best? um around a hundred thousand gross
0: okay so we know we need to be investing fifteen thousand dollars a year total by the end of the year. And so one place you can that's go is perfect. a Roth IRA. It sounds like you're eligible for that.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, and that would be fifteen percent just for me, not for my husband as well. Exactly. That's what I want. No, to- I'm sorry. I'm following. I'm following now. I'm so sorry. It's the end of the day. I, that's okay. Hey, hey,
1: that's listen. what I wanted to get to. God I wanted bless to make sure. Teachers. I want to make sure you understand it's fifteen percent total, not Correct. just yes. okay.
0: So if you invest 15% of your salary, he invests 15% of his salary, it will amount to 15% of household salary.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. Long day teaching, clearly. Totally get it. Does he have anything associated with his job, a 401k of any type?
2: He um, is contributing 9% to a Roth with a 6% employer match right now.
1: Okay. And is he? Is it possible for him to get to ma- to is it possible? Gosh, it's the end of the day for me. Can he make up the difference and all go to his Roth
2: 401k? Um, I think that will put him above the limit for that. Um, He can contribute to a 403b.
0: What's his income?
2: Um, We're both right around 50.
0: Okay. And you're saying he has a Roth IRA that he contributes to? Or 401k?
2: He has a Roth that he contributes to, but he also has the ability to contribute to a 403D. Is he a teacher
1: Got as it. well? He is a pastor. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. So, yes.
0: So we want to make sure that the match doesn't count in the 15% equation. That's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So the easiest right. way to think and through we're, this, We're continue. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt there. Oh, you're good. Uh, We're, we're finishing up paying off debt. And so we're oh. trying to look ahead. And so we're, we're Ooh. super close to be by the end of the year.
1: Michaela, this changes the whole the whole donut here. We, we we're talking about sprinkles. We need to pull it back. Pull it
0: back. <laughs> Come on, George. So let's pay off all, let's pause and we're gonna pay off the debt faster if we go down to zero percent temporarily. Now it sounds like you can't okay. go down to zero percent with your situation. I can't. Okay. Correct. So you're stuck doing that. But he can stop contributing the nine percent mm-hmm. of fifty right. K, which is gonna free up some money to throw at the debt. He'll be back to it in no time. In fact, when he's back, I want him investing fifteen percent. So the simple way to okay. think through this, once you have no debt and a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, and here's the strategy you need to rattle off to him, match beats Roth beats traditional. So if either of you have a match, that's where we want to start investing up to the match. Okay. Beyond that, let's go to all the Roth options that we can and max those okay. out. If we're still not a 15%, then we can go to traditional accounts. Okay. And so that might be for him, the 403B if he doesn't have a Roth option. Um, or your can you contribute more to your school situation if necessary? Sounds I like you won't cannot. get there.
2: mine. Is just what I'm doing, so I should do something either add tack onto his or something separate.
0: Well, once you both max out a um, Roth IRA for the year, you're probably going to be right there. Okay. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, but that's the simplest way to approach it: match beats Roth beats traditional.
2: Okay. Perfect. Awesome.
1: Absolutely.
0: Good luck on the debt payoff and getting back to investing. It sounds like you're excited about call. it. God bless our teachers. Mm. I know, right? All right. I think we got one more in us, Jade. Let's do it. Joe is waiting in San Antonio. Joe, welcome to the show.
12: What's happening, guys? Thank you so much for taking my call. I love your show. You guys are incredible.
0: Oh, thank you. We're, we're honored to have you. How can we help today? I think this is a
12: no-brainer, but I'm still going to ask because I'm old and... Semi-senile,
0: and I don't want to make a mistake. Well, you know, you're self-aware enough that tells me you're still here with us.
12: (laughs) I just don't want to make a mistake at my age. I'm 69 years old. My wife and I are both retired. We live off of Social Security. Uh, We have no debt at all. My house is worth probably Mm
7: -hmm.
12: $800,000. We have no credit cards, no car payments. We're debt-free, right? Right. Do you have any retirement? Uh, no, that's all we love, live off is the Social Security.
1: And how much is that every month?
12: That's like uh, thirty five hundred a month.
1: Okay, thirty five hundred a month. No nest egg. Got it.
12: Well, there's a nest egg, but well, how much uh, is I it? I don't touch it. Uh, about a hundred thousand. Okay.
0: Okay, and what's the question? So,
12: so what I want to do, I have the opportunity. I live on two acres. I have a big shop in the back that I'm not using all, and I was thinking of converting that. Into a uh, what do you call it? A, I can't think of a little apartment. Oh, can't think of the name right now. Anyway, so just so adding I'll on about taking out of. Oh, what, I'm sorry. What's that again? You're just adding on an extra room. Mm, yeah, but it's not a part of my house. It's all my property, but it's on my shop at the back of the property. Okay. okay. Or or next to it, one or the other. Uh, approximately six hundred to a thousand square feet. I haven't really decided. Okay. But. I want to know, since I don't want to touch that nest egg, should I take a first lien loan out on my mortgage? No No way, man.
1: Why would you do that?
12: Because I can get a write-off.
0: Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. Joe, you know who says I'm going to do it for the write-off? Broke people who don't understand how taxes work. You're going to put your home at risk, go into debt after being completely out of debt at 70 years old for a write-off? You, know?
12: you, you don't
1: need it. How much is <laughs> it going to
12: cost?
0: How much <laughs> That's is it going to cost? Get my brain straight. <laughs> what's the addition going to cost? <laughs> what's that? Say? What's the addition going to cost you?
12: Uh, roughly between fifty to sixty thousand.
0: And what's it going to do
12: for you? Yeah. What's the purpose? Well, they'll bring in roughly uh, an extra income uh, anywhere between twelve to fifteen hundred a month.
0: How do you know someone's going to pay fifteen hundred dollars a month for a six hundred square foot uh, spot on a farm? Pretty,
12: pretty proven. By who? Uh, it's going to
0: happen. I'm not worried about that. Oh, okay. Hold, that uh, Joe, but think about this. The ROI on this thing, let's say $1,200 terrible. a month, 12 months a year. Let's say that's all pure net profit. You never have in a single expense, which is a lie. That's fourteen grand a year. So even then, it's going right. to take years to ROI on this sixty grand purchase.
1: Uh-huh. And you don't need it because you've been saying you've been living off your Social, social Security just fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I right. think it's going to cost more than that. To get this thing up and running, I do too. It may, you just me. I mean, plumbing. It
12: may, it may take around electricity. electricity that, that's what I'm saying. HVAC. But I, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I've, I've already done all the figures, and it's it can get up there. Yeah. I mean, if
1: you had but a I way, such, if you had I a have way, such a
12: big big equity in my house, that's the only way I can probably recapture some of the equity. I'm not going to lose the house because I I've already done the math, kind of. Uh, $50,000 is 5 dollars a month
1: for 12 years. Here's the thing I'm not really sure what you need the extra $1,200 a month for, unless he was going to take that money and invest it. And that was, but
0: I, th- I think we're getting a little starry eyed, Joe. I'd back up. I think the reason you called <laughs> was because you knew deep down in your heart was this was probably idea. a bad decision. And we were here to validate that. And now we're the bad guys for ruining Joe's dream. No, we're
1: the good guys for keeping him in his right mind. That's the
0: show. Hey, that puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously.
4: Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You were never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, your worth is being well.